This is Mind Wars. I'm Chris Ryan, and on today's show, I got Dean Henderson. Dean is the author of six books. He's an activist, he's a blogger, he's had many websites that have been taken down, censored, and he's also been to over 50 countries. And um, he's been on many TV shows, radio shows, I mean, public speaker. I mean, the list goes on and on as to what he does in the realm of all that area, basically speaking the truth for 35 plus years. And I mean, talk about the censorship, I can talk to Dean in a second about, but uh, I'm so happy to have Dean on today because we're not just going to talk about the current situation and the, the Fauci's and the gays that have been repeated so many times before and all that, and the World Economic Forums. We're going to go a bit behind that and what a lot of people don't talk about, which is very necessary, which is controlling all of these people that I've just mentioned, is the crown, the Nephilim, and all the tentacles and the umbrella that comes under the actual crown itself. And Dean will go in depth, we'll go through the bloodlines, he goes through a lot of dot connectings, which I really, really like in his work, is the massive amounts of research he does, but the dot connecting is it's next to none, it's unbelievable. So without further ado, uh, Dean, welcome to the show. Hey Chris, thanks for having me. <laughs> no, no bother, Dean, my pleasure. So if for people, I know I want to give you a brief little introduction as his, but for people who don't actually know you, if we can just give maybe a two, three minute introduction on yourself, because I know you've, you've done lots of studies in, in the early days, in your 20s, stuff like that, and degrees as well. If you could just maybe talk a small bit about that, and then we'll get into the meat of it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I was uh, born on a farm in uh, middle of America, South Dakota. Um, you know, we raised uh, all our own uh, meat and vegetables and uh, just a diversified kind of medium-sized farm that, you know, nowadays don't really exist anymore. Um, I got a Bachelor of Liberal Studies from the University of South Dakota. It's an interdisciplinary uh, program. I got a Master's of Science in Environmental Studies from University of Montana. And uh, yeah, I kind of got uh, to thinking, um, I guess, last couple of years of my undergrad, um, had some good professors that, you know, challenged my uh, thinking and uh, challenged the sort of uh, matrix I grew up in. And just ever since then, I traveled, I've been to 50 countries and, uh, you know, I've written six books and I spent most of my life as a kind of organic uh, subsistence farmer just dropped out of the system when I was 27, never really had a real job because by that time I knew um, the system was a Babylon system I didn't want to participate in. So yeah, so um, I'm just, um, here I am in South Dakota again, uh, it's a big circle. I came back here about a year and a half ago from uh, the Ozarks of Missouri and uh, just in time for the, for the COVID uh, epidemic and uh, We've been the only state in this country that didn't lock down, and so our economy's good, the people are healthy, and life's pretty normal here. So, you know, God took me back here for a reason, and, um, you know, we're, we're not going to let that ever happen here in this Pahasapa, Black Hills, where I live, which is very sacred to Lakota people. So, uh, again, thanks for having me, Chris. Yeah, say so once again, my pleasure, Dean. Um, so, what I want to get at first is the crown, because Lots of people have this misinterpretation, or should I say their own version of it, it might be another way of wording it, of the crown, what it involves, the average person on the street when they hear it, obviously if you're here in England like myself, they just think, they think of Queen Elizabeth, they think of you know Buckingham Palace, the royals there, but they don't think outside the box itself. Can you go through what comes under the umbrella when you use the terminology, you'll know through your books, many interviews done, you'll, you'll say the crown and you, you, you really drive it home, but for new listeners, what is that? And also the significance of the one square mile of the city of London, Lombard Street that I've often passed it myself um, on, on many occasions. And the, what is the core of that, the significance of that and the power? And what should we actually know about that? 
sure. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of people watched the uh, Meghan Markle Harry interview with Oprah Winfrey. So the one thing uh, out of that that really was I thought significant was when she called the Crown the firm. And uh, so it is a corporation. Um, the Crown Corporation was the the, the original Crown Corporation um, in modern times was the East India Company, the Dutch East India Company, and then the East India Company. And they developed the, the concept of corporations, which basically allows uh, the elite to hide behind companies and not have any personal liability for the actions of those companies. And so when the United Kingdom was formed, um, they, the, basically what had happened was the bankers from the Holy Roman Empire who were in cahoots with the Vatican, there was a falling out and um, the bankers fled to Venice, um, and uh, you know this would have been about the 12th, 13th century. The loot from the Holy Roman Empire, which the Knights Templar, who are the sort of the military uh, wing of the international bankers and still are, uh, they took that to Scotland. And um, then it was William III who invited uh, the Freemasons. They had transformed into the Freemasons by that time. It's the same people. With help from the Sinclair family, which is one of the bloodlines, they, they moved down, uh, signed the Magna Carta, which basically was a, a deal that, that sort of cemented this relationship between the, the monarchy and the aristocracy. And um, they met on Lombard Street in the city of London, that one square mile you're talking about. And Lombard is the name of one of the Venetian banking families. Bard is another one of the names. Queen Elizabeth is actually a bard from the bard bloodline. Um, so anyway, they, they set up the City of London Corporation and uh, as, as, a, as, a, as a freehold, freeman uh, entity, separate and sovereign from the rest of the world. And it is that one square mile today where the Crown Corporation operates uh, without taxation because they, through the Bank of England, they run the entire offshore banking network in the world, whether it's Cayman Islands or Panama, or Isle, Isle of Man, Isle of Jersey, um, Guanajuato, you know, whatever it is, these offshore banking centers are all administered from the city of London. Outside of that, the Cayman Islands will have a, like a little, you know, 10 by 10 box for an office, but, the, but it'll be a place where there's, you know, literally trillions of dollars hidden. And so they, they, they developed a system of, uh, but basically, this was, you know, medieval times. And so, the, you know, the, the bloodlines had interbred by this time, you know, you know, this is since the 10th, 12th century, when the, the different families would control different parts of Europe. And what happened was in Normandy in about the, the 10th century, there was a lot of interbreeding going on. You had the, the Rala family bloodline, which is the Viking bloodline come down. You had the Habsburgs, you know, coming in from Prussia. You had the Merovingians uh, coming in from, you know, Italy and southern France. You had the Bourbons in Spain, um, and all these families sort of intermingled uh, in Normandy region in the 10th century, and they sort of made a pact and decided, well, we're going to move to the UK, move our 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 business from Venice to the UK. Um, again, it's on a seaport, but this time we have this island that's got a rocky coastline, protected from the the hordes, from the masses of people who we want to rule over, we'll call it what? We'll call it the United Kingdom. And that's exactly what the United Kingdom is. Of course, the people that live there don't get any benefit from that. If anything, they're treated worse than the rest of the world. 
but this is where the families uh, decided that would be a safe place to operate. At the time, they had the only Navy with the Knights Templar and the ships, and they had looted the entire planet um, of resources already um, and taken the wealth of all indigenous people and accumulated it in the Holy Roman Empire. So then they moved it to Scotland, so then they moved it down into the city of London. And ever since then, uh, the city of London Corporation has, uh, has controlled things. Uh, it's the only place where derivatives are traded in the world. It's, you know, derivatives is what fuels the stock market nowadays. Um, it's just pure gambling. You know, back in the day, it used to be you bought a stock, invested in it um, to help it finance itself. And, and, but now it's just total speculation, uh, total gambling. And uh, City of London, of course, uh, you know, every bank in the city uh, gets a vote. The bigger the bank, the more votes they get. You can't become an alderman or a councilman in the city without being a Freemason. And every single bank in the city has a Freemasonic lodge. Um, and the Freemasonic uh, doctrine is basically one of Luciferian, um, you know, it's a Luciferian religion, nothing short of it. They know the Bible better than anybody, the Freemasons. They may have, you know, been involved with the writing of it um, way back. Um, but they actually believe Lucifer is the God of light and enlightenment, and they call the creator a God that we acknowledge, the God of good. They call him Adonai, which means darkness. And so, yeah, when the queen enters the city, she has to trail the Lord Mayor. And, um, you know, the Lord Mayor lives in, in his own, but basically it's a Freemason Lodge, and then each bank has a Freemason Lodge. And, you know, there's nothing democratic about it because the people really have no say. But from this location, they're, they're able to have uh, total secrecy over their operations. So all your drug money, all your oil money, all your arms money, all your human trafficking uh, money goes through the city of London, through the offshore network. And then this firm, this Crown Corporation, which uh, administers it, hides uh, the proceeds in the Cayman Islands. So yeah, people get confused. They think Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos are actually the richest people in the world, but they're worth nowhere near uh, the amount of money that, that these, that these uh, crown entities are worth, these families. And, um, and they, use, they do use the families as, as a justification um, for their rule because of the bloodlines. And so, you know, they're obsessed with the bloodlines. There's a reason that, that, that everything right now is about genomes and, and DNA and and uh, and bloodlines and testing and, and you know this whole PCR testing regime is more about gathering information on your bloodline and your DNA than it is at all about detecting COVID. Um, not to mention the fact that there are probably nanoparticles in these swabs that people are having shoved up against their brain. Um, so you have to really to understand these these entities. You have to really go back. Uh, 8,000 years is where I always take it because that's the earliest written language we have, you know, and the Sumerian clay tablets, um, you know, were written in, in cuneiform and they were, you know, translated by many people, uh, first of which was Zechariah Sitchin, but many others afterwards. And, and they all say that, you know, these, these tablets at first weren't taken seriously. They were like, oh, this must be some fairy tale. But these people, these certain researchers started to say, okay, let's look at this like it actually is what it is and it says what it says. And so what it says is that the, you know, these Anunnaki came here 8,000 years ago into Mesopotamia, which is now Iraq and, and was then Sumeria. And basically, uh, you know, did this genetic engineering, again, the obsession with bloodlines, 
uh, the obsession with DNA and created a certain amount of human beings to, to be laborers to uh, provide um, gold because their their planet Nibiru, um, where the uh, they had fallen from again the Nephilim, the fallen angels in the Bible are synonymous with the Anunnaki. They they had uh, they came down to get gold because their their uh, their ozone was depleted and they they needed to gold flecking to to fix it. So they at, at about the same time eight thousand years ago we started to see the gold mines in South Africa. We started to see the the circle, uh, you know, the torrid circles that, that Michael Tellinger describes down there, that which were, you know, could have very well been energy, uh, high technology energy vortexes that elevated the gold back up, you know, into space. Um, we started to see uh, shortly after that the the formation of of things like Machu Picchu, uh, you know, Angkor Wat. Tiwanaku, Godepa Pepe, or whatever that is, I can't pronounce it, but, you know, all these ancient runes started to crop up, and all at the same time, Tikal in Guatemala with the Mayans, we started to see human sacrifice at these places, which, you know, these tribes had never been like that, they had never, uh, they had never had these ideas, but some, somehow the Anunnaki had spread its, its sort of Luciferian religion, its evil, to the rest of the world. And also they forced people not only into slavery in the mines, but into agriculture in Mesopotamia, which is known to be, you know, the, the cradle of agriculture. So before that, you know, we were hunters and gatherers and we lived free and we worked about eight hours a week and we had families and we looked after each other. And we lived how human beings are supposed to live. So this intervention really changed everything. And so these people traveled from, from Samaria uh, they migrated into Egypt and they migrated into Babylon, which became a city-state, uh, built the Tower of Babel, um, built the pyramids, again, using slave labor, um, mistreating people, um, and, 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 you know, enslaving a, a bunch of people. These were the pharaohs, you know, um, before this, many, in, in Egypt, they could, you know, this is where the whole word archon comes from, from the Gnostics, because, you know, they realized that, you know, that, that archons, uh, you know, it's, it's more of a force, but it's, but it manifests on earth in these people. And it was, they're also known as the Muslims by the jinn. Um, they were known by um, the Apache as uh, Watiko. They were known by the, uh, the Cree and Ojibwe in Canada as the Wendigo. In fact, Winona LaDuke, uh, who was vice presidential candidate for Ralph Nader uh, back when the Gore Bush contested election happened for the Green Party. She's Ojibwe, uh, White Earth, and she still calls it to this day, she calls it Windigo capitalism, what's going on. And um, the, where I live in, in South Dakota, the, the Lakota, Crazy Horse, all that stuff, they call it uh, Whitco. So there was, there was a lot of different words to describe this intervention force, this unnatural uh, bunch of, uh, of beings that came here, obsessed how, with bloodlines, obsessed how with would control, you, uh, obsessed uh, with- how, how would obsessed. you actually, how would you describe these uh, Anunnaki's for people who are hearing this maybe for the first time? What is their sure. significance, I suppose, I suppose back then and now, if any in the present day, I don't know you're going to go further into the bloodline itself. I mean, what did these look like? Were they extraterrestrial like, or, or how would you kind of describe even imagery wise, what they were like and the power they had? Well, they were, yeah, they were tall. They were very tall. Uh, these are also synonymous with the giants as described mm -hmm. in the book of Enoch. 
Um, there's also myths from the Ute Indians in the United States. Um, I was just reading some of their stuff and they described the giants. They call them the ancients. Whenever you hear the ancients, like, you know, there's this program, very popular program in the United States called Ancient Aliens. And they try to almost portray them like these good people that brought us this great technology. Um, but these ancients, uh, according to the Utes, they couldn't, you know, they were really smart, really cunning, but they couldn't, uh, they couldn't discern between people and deer. So they started eating the people. And this is when coyote came and, and got rid of them. And the Algonquin have a similar uh, tale about the first man, Buxop, and how he basically slayed these giants um, to, to make way for the first human being to live on this earth. Book of Enoch talks about, you know, Book of Enoch was, was Noah's grandfather, and, and he, uh, Noah was sent visions uh, from God, you know, saying, look, these giants are eating people. You have to, you know, tell them to quit or we're going to have this flood. And then according to some people, one of Noah's sons married a Canaanite woman. Canaanites is also synonymous with the Anunnaki of the Nephilim. Also, the tribe of Dan is synonymous uh, with this. This is in Israel at the foot of Mount Zion. Zion actually means, uh, it doesn't, it's nothing about Israel, it's nothing about Jews, it actually means uh, to graft, S-C-I-O-N, it's a transliteration of Sion, which means to graft, so the, the project was always grafting the Nephilim genetics into the human genetics, and, uh, and that's still the project of Zionism today, but of course, they'll tell you it's something completely different. Um, but they were, so they were bigger, they were tall, they had elongated skulls. Um, they were very cold and calculating, very what I guess we would call scientific nowadays. Um, you know, even though it's not science, you know, even though what, what passes for science is not science at all, it's a fraudulent uh, science. But this is where this concept comes from, technology. So tech, knowledge, E. So it's the application of, of, of you know, the the knowledge of the technical knowledge, the application of technical knowledge. And back then when they had this technical knowledge and were able to build these giant pyramids, um, they had to have some high technology. Well, now we have, now they have it again, these same families because where they went, you know, yeah, from Babylon, they went to the Caucasus and they interbred with the Ashkenazi elite, um, including the Rothschilds. And from there, um, in Babylon, they had, they had developed religion and spirituality as another way to control the people. In Egypt, they established the, the lodges of Freemasonry. The Grand Lodge of Cairo was the epicenter. Um, out of that lodge came Freemasonry, the Muslim Brotherhood, which today is, is the center, which is in the Aramco headquarters in Saudi Arabia. And they developed Kabbalah which, you know, people like Madonna and Lady Gaga are into. And all of these things are, are basically witchcraft, which is basically just deception, hiding the nature of humans about who they are from, from themselves, from us. And we used to have, all, all have the ability to, to do very, you know, interesting things like probably time travel, shape shift, definitely heal ourselves, find the right plants. Over thousands of years, we had developed this knowledge with a direct connection to nature, and that's science. You observe nature, you you develop, uh, you observe, you infer, and you develop a conclusion. So really, the native people, the hunters and gatherers, were the biggest, the greatest scientists we ever had. So these people went from Babylon to the Caucasus and into Europe. Another branch went to the Holy Roman Empire, crossed the 
uh, Mediterranean, burning, I think, the, Grand, the, the Alexandria Library behind them to hide the bloodlines, to hide the history of these families. And, um, and they said, we're going to start over here in, in Rome. And of course, the Templar ships were bringing in the loot from the native people, the gold, the silver, assigning it value because it really had no value before that. Um, and, and, and this is how they base their, their phony manipulation of diamonds and gold and emeralds and different things. And, and they, made, they made it into, um, they monetized it and they made it into an empire. Well, then they, you know, they fled there. They went to Venice. They went to Scotland. And again, like I say, they end up in the UK. And so these are the very same bloodlines, in other words, um, that go back to Samaria. And if you look at, for example, Prince William, who's obviously the chosen one out of that bunch, um, my understanding, Harry was, you know, out of a, coming out of an affair that Diane had with her, with her cab driver, because he was very sympathetic to her, you know, situation with Charles. Um, it's all over Europe in the presses that William is a product of a tryst that Diane had with uh, King Juan Carlos of Spain, who's a Habsburg Merovingian, um, and and a Diana from a very powerful uh, bloodline, Spencer, Sinclair, and also Merovingian. And so it was more of a eugenics project that produced William because he's got the purest blood uh, nowadays. And if you look at him, he has that elongated skull. He has that kind of Habsburg chin, they call it, because they've inbred so much that their chin is kind of crooked. And he's bald. And bald is, a, is, a, is, a, is one of the characteristics of these people many times. Um, you know, animals have fur, aliens don't, you know, so. Well, um, the two brothers definitely don't look alike anyway. They don't look alike <laughs> no. at all. And they don't act alike either. No. And and so he's the chosen one. So um, th these are the very same uh, entities. And, you know, what happened was these bloodlines, um, and it's not just a European thing, I should add. Um, you know, we have the Khan bloodline, K-H-A-N. You'll see that a lot during the COVID. You've been seeing... If you pay attention, you'll see a lot of Khan showing up, you know. I can and see so the, the mayor of London is uh, Sadiq Khan. Khan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bingo, Sadiq Khan. <laughs> there we that's, go, yeah. that's it. That's yeah. it. And and you look at the, you know, the president or the prime minister of Pakistan is, is a Khan. And, you know, the Aga Khan Foundation um, is how the British intelligence began to train Muslims and madrasas and spread Wahhabism and 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 basically create terrorism, create the Mujahideen, ISIS, um, you know, Al Qaeda. You know, these are all creations of British intelligence through the training of the Aga Khan Foundation, which was set up by the British as soon as they pulled out of India in 1947. Uh, was set up in Pakistan, still based in Pakistan, although the Khans mostly live in. France, the south of France near the Rothschild estate, and they have a lot of resources in there. They're multi-billionaire, very wealthy. Um, you also have the, uh, the Lee family in China, the Red Dragon Society, very powerful bloodline family. You have the Yamamoto family. These are the emperors of Japan, um, which Hirohito came out of. And, um, you know, that was the guy that was, you know, carving up people in Nanking, China and taking their organs while they were alive and, you know, just did horrible things. In China, I mean, normal human beings can't do these things, but these these creatures, uh, these hybrids, can do these things because they're not human, and that's why they hate human beings so bad, um, and they hate nature. You know, um, they hate Every, this world, everything. Right, everything right now is a completely anti-human agenda, and there's no other yeah, way of looking at yeah. it. Yeah, 
and that's where eugenics comes from is this this mindset and of course they fund all the eugenics going all the way back to hitler who was trained at the tavistock institute um they they funded mussolini the savoy family with another bloodline family um the former kings and queens of italy before they were deposed officially um and each of these families, each of the members of the crown. Now, when I say crown, I'm talking about the totality of these families. And then how many, uh, how many also, families are we talking about, Dean? Well, you know, some people say 13. Um, hmm. I think it's it's a rough estimate. Um, what I understand, the best research I've come across, honestly, on this is Gary Wayne, and the way he describes it, and it kind of makes sense. Is there's there's these 13 bloodline families. Below them, there's a council of 33. And below them, there's the Committee of 300, uh, which John Coleman wrote an entire book about, you know, from a British intelligence agent. I actually have the list of the current Committee of 300 membership, and it's it's royals. And you to be in this, the, these three levels of the power structure, you have to be bloodline. They don't allow anybody who's not bloodline into these levels because these are the highest levels. And they really don't do anything. Because what you have to understand is humans have 33 vertebrae in their back and the top vertebrae is the atlas. So when a Freemason gets to the 33rd level, you know, he's considered illuminated, Illuminati. And then the next level above that, above the, the Illuminati, well, the Illuminati is the head. So the Illuminati sits on the people and thinks for it and steers us like sheeple and treats us like, you know, like we're less than them all the time, patronizes us, condescends us. And then, at the, but on top of the head sits what? The crown. And the crown doesn't even have to think. They don't have to do anything. They, they have a total free ride on this planet. They're parasites. Essentially, you can think of them as parasites. Prince Philip said he wants to reincarnate as a virus and kill 90% of humanity. Look what's going on now. Um, they literally are parasites. And, and at every level, they parasite us. Uh, they, they're the ones that own the debt um, that we have in the United States. You know. With the Fed, through the Federal Reserve, it's they're the bondholders. They're the ones that, you know, get the interest off all of our debt, whether you whether you own a house or a car or whether a country owes, you know, billions of dollars. It's all these parasites that basically sit around doing nothing, collecting interest, and then they live on yachts and they don't work and and they're welfare bums and they live in Buckingham Palace, a castle, a castle, Christ's sakes, on for nothing, you know, and we pay for it. So they literally figured out this way where they could just run us as slaves at different levels. But but anyway, get back to that pyramid. So committee of 300, below that you have the priory of Zion. Again, a very important because as I said, Zionism is not what it appears to be. It's actually the, the grafting of, of, of the bloodline onto humanity, the assimilation of us into the Nephilim way of thinking, into the cult. Um, and alongside of that, you have the Rosicrucians, again, bloodlines, you know, Rosicrucians, um, the Red Cross. And what does the Red Cross mean? The Red Cross, again, it means the crossing of humans with Nephilim. And it has nothing to do with uh, charity. It's, uh, it's a spy organization run by the Rothschilds. It goes into war zones, spies on the situation. Uh, and, and basically, they, you know, they get people go give them blood for free. Should never give blood. Don't ever give blood. It's horrible. It's the it's the epitome of vampirism. And then they sell these pints of blood for like six, seven hundred dollars a pint to people at the hospital. They don't give this blood away. They just, you know, it's it's a total racket. It's like a seven hundred percent. Well, it's more than that. It's like a seven million percent up, you know, markup on the thing. 
So you don't ever want to give blood because it's vampirism and, and they're not giving you anything. You should be paid for that if you're going to give them your blood for Christ's sakes and your organs, I might add. But, it's all, but they, of course, they, they, they sell it like it's some kind of do-gooder thing that you're helping people out and all this stuff. And, you know, but it's just vampirism. So anyway, the Rosicrucians of prior, they sit there because they're protecting, again, the bloodline secret, you know, the secret that there's these bloodlines. Then below that, you have, um, you know, sort of the Illuminati and the Illuminati runs the sort of mind control out of the Tavistock Institute. And again, it's the head. So they have to keep our heads confused. They have to, you know, get us diverted onto the wrong path as far as, you know, they use entertainment, they use Hollywood, they use music. Um, these the seven sacred sciences is what um, the, they call them. The ancients call them the seven sacred sciences. And that's like arithmetic, geometry, music, uh, logic, grammar, rhetoric, and astronomy. And they, they take those seven topics and they tell us lies about those topics. So for example, they come up with uh, the Big Bang Theory to explain our existence. Um, you know, very chaotic, very violent, you know, uh, something that happened 4.3 billion years ago. There's no documentation, of course. I, I have documentation. We have documentation for the, for the tablets. <laughs> you know, they don't have documentation for any of their theories. These are theories, Big Bang Theory. You know, then the Royal Geographic Society, because um, this is all done through the, the, the Royal Societies, and the Royal Societies and the Illuminati are sort of on that next level. And all these Royal Societies administer these seven sacred sciences, which is complete brainwashing and not science, okay? They come up with, uh, National Royal Geographic Society comes up with evolutionary theory. Again, a theory that we came from monkeys. Well, I studied a lot of anthropology in college, a lot. And there's never, the, the closest they ever got between humans and apes was Ramapithecus. And what it all, at some point it all fell apart because there was no solid link there. So it's just not, it's, there's no evidence that we came from apes, none, none whatsoever. And any anthropologist worth his salt would, would have to admit that. Then we have germ theory, you know, you know which was, which was you know, by the Royal Society of Medicine. And we're supposed to believe that these germs are out there and they pass from dirty humans to dirty humans. Cause you know, humans are dirty. And the poorer they are, the dirtier they are. And, um, and so, you know, by, by buying into germ theory, we have what we have today, which is, which is a group of minion scientists and apologists who continue down this, this road of coronavirus, you know, when in fact it probably has to do with, with the conditions that we live in, which is terrain theory. For example, the fact that 5G towers are going up all over the world. And people are not used to those frequencies. The 60 gigahertz frequency mimics the frequency at which oxygen is taken up into our hemoglobin in our bloodstream. So what's happened? People are suffocating. And then to make it worse, they mask people up so they suffocate more. It's all about oxygen. Oxygen fixes your lungs. Oxygen is you know, a very important thing for human beings. We have to have it to live. And, and, and what's going on now, in addition to a war on carbon with their fake global warming uh, thing, there's, there's a war on oxygen, you know, and there's a war also on our food and there's a war on our water. So there's a war on everything humans live on and thus there's a war on humans. This, what's going on right now is a war on humans. It's a Nephilim attack, a Nephilim crown attack on humanity. And, you know, we can get into the companies behind it and, and it turns out, gee whiz, they're all crown corporations, you know, and it's traceable. And Gates is a knight commander of the British Empire. You know, so get off of Gates and get on the ass of the crown. Elon Musk is a member of the Royal Society. These are just minions. You know, these are just 
these are lieutenants. You know, these can are you, privates. Can you explain to, to people what uh, Bill Gates actually got? Because it's not not many people get what he gets, and the average Joe public on the street doesn't even realise what he's after getting. Um, you know, quite some time back. Could you explain actually what that gives him? Well, in 2005, he was made a Knight Commander of the British Empire, and you know, he wasn't made a Sir or a or a Baron or a Lord. He was he wasn't given that title. His title was Knight Commander of the British Empire. That's a war title, okay? So ever since then, Gates has shifted from his high-tech uh, theft of software and you know taking credit for it and making them billions of dollars of it, and he's shifted into the medical field. And he's the vaccinations. He's invested in all kinds of vaccination companies that he's, he's, he's worked with the Crown through GSK, GlaxoSmithKline, which is a Crown corporation, the Wellcome Trust, which is a crown charity closely tied to GSK. They came out of the same Burroughs Wellcome um, outfit. <coughs> he also works a lot with AstraZeneca, which is the other crown pharmaceutical company. It's, it's controlled by the Swedish uh, Wallenberg family. You look at the board of directors, um, there's about 15 people and they, they, you know, most of them came there within the last five years. That's what happens with board of directors. They turn over uh, the only one that's been there since 1999 is a Wallenberg. The Wallenbergs are the wealthiest family in Sweden, and they're close to the Glucksbergs and the Crown of Sweden. So the Crown of Sweden, the Crown of England control AstraZeneca. No coincidence that this is the vaccine that's going to be sent to the third world through, through the COVAX program, through Gates, Wellcome Trust, Purbright Institute, another Crown-controlled uh, charity, and and they and you know they've already sterilized women all over the world with Gates different malaria vaccines and now yeah what are they going to do with this vaccine well you know what they're going to do they're going to kill people they're going to depopulate so Gates' job is to kill people his old man was the head of Planned Parenthood so he comes from a long line of eugenicists um, but people have to understand that eugenics was 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 a nephilim project way back in ancient times and they've always been trying to control the population. And they've always been trying to, you know, kill people off. And of course, they've always been trying to make money. So they had to have the first steam-powered industrial revolution, the second coal-powered industrial revolution, the third oil-powered industrial revolution, and now the fourth industrial revolution, where we go from an oil standard to a human standard. And you're the commodity. So it's the commodification of human beings through a medical mafia that gets you, that captures your DNA and enters it into a database. There's a database in Wuhan, China. And all these tests, these PCR tests are going into a database, your DNA, uh, yeah, funded by the Crown, the Purbright and, and Gates administering in Wuhan, same place where, it, where the outbreak occurred, um, probably by grafting of different virus onto this coronavirus to create a, a, a bioweapon. So it's the same old thing with the, the Freemasons, you know, motto, it's on your US dollar bill. It says order ab, order out seclorum, uh, order out of chaos. Um, in other words, problem, reaction, solution. So you create a problem, coronavirus, uh, and, and um, you get a reaction of fear and, and dread and, oh, the world's ending. And then you come in with the solution, which is a vaccine. And this vaccine, um, you know, Moderna um, is a mirror image of, uh, of GSK, GlaxoSmithKline. The board directors are the same. Um, Pfizer is the first vaccination they've ever actually done as well. It's so it's a yeah, it's a messenger well. RNA. <laughs> yeah. It's a messenger RNA, and and Pfizer is is uh, a lot of stock is owned by GSK. Same, so it's a crown entity. All these are crown entities. 
Um, it was Prince Charles that, that really pushed the whole vaccine agenda as well, you know, through the World Economic Forum, and people forget that. But uh, but all these, it's a kill program. Um, what's going to happen is, uh, and, and several people, including you know Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Dr. Judy Mikovich, um, many doctors have said the same thing that what's going to happen is you're going to get this messenger RNA shot. Um, you know, it's going to, yeah, it's going to, you know, all through your DNA, it's going to trigger your immune system. This time it's going to help. Next time a coronavirus or any virus comes along, a common cold, anything, there's going to be a massive die off um, because there's going to be, your body's going to go into a huge overreaction, immune overreaction, your cytokine storm, your lungs are going to inflame and you're going to die. And so, People aren't going to die a whole bunch right now from the vaccine. There'll be some. There'll be some people that die right away that have complications because it's toxic, it's poison. Um, but but mostly what's going to happen is you, is there's going to be a lag here, and people are going to die down the road another year or whenever they come in contact with the next virus. And then what are they going to say? Well, of course the crown's going to say, oh yeah, it's another it's another virus. It's not you know they won't they won't say it's the vaccine. They'll say it's another virus. And so here is another vaccine, and then they'll kill more people. If you want to live, um, if you want to survive, if, if you want to make it through this thing, um, you better not take that vaccine. I, I don't know if you're familiar with the Deagle report or maybe some of your listeners are. This is a report yeah. that came out on the internet, you know, a few years I ago. looked in about 2025, what they want to do. I think yeah, it's updated since actually. Yeah. yeah, U.S. population goes from 327 million to like 89 million or something or 90 million. Mm. That's a huge drop. And, and similar projections for Europe. And you look at you know, where the people are dying, mostly in the United States. And, um, and it's just gonna be that level of fear, but, but you can see how they're gonna accomplish this. Look, it's Agenda 21. What's the year? 2021. Uh, this is the book I wrote, you know, the second to last book I wrote, describing exactly um, you know, how they're gonna, you know, what they're gonna, what's gonna happen. And, and you know, I didn't predict coronavirus, didn't predict the means, but, but there it is. And, of course, we're all familiar with the Rockefeller uh, document, Lockstep, which uh, yeah. came about. And, and, and so you have lockdown. And what do you have now with the vaccine rollout? You have lockstep. You have people goose-stepping to get in line for this vaccine. And it's just... There's been Event 201. There's been lots yeah. outside of Event 201 as well. There's been loads of stuff telling us years well in advance. That just, you know, it's really well planned. One of likes of myself, yourself, and others who have been researching for years and years would realize this the penny drops. But the average Joe public is just kind of going, oh, it's all an accident. None of this stuff is an accident. This is all well orchestrated, well planned in advance. People are throwing their hands up in the air. Oh, so what can I do? We have to wait for another month until the government gets out of place and lets us back out again. Yeah. It goes, no, you're waiting for the criminals, like you said earlier, the problem, reaction, solution that puts you in this place. And you're waiting for them to unleash you back out of your cage again. So for two or three months, possibly ease and then go back into it again next winter when we have all the new alleged variants and new mutations when there is yeah. no new variants. There is no Brazil or African variants. They're all just pulled out of their bloody arse because if you've never even isolated the first source in the first place, how right. could you have a variation or a mutation of, of something in, in right. the first place? After that, I should say. But what, what I want to go on a bit as well is before, I know I want to go on to the actual, the companies behind it and that as well. But I'd like to touch back a small bit on the actual um, bloodlines because most, well, I was saying most people, that's a, a big thing to say because a lot of people wouldn't have. But the actual, we know the household names like the Rockefellers and we know, we know the Rothschilds. They're the ones that get pushed to the front all the time. But I know you have likes of Kun Lobes and the Laymans, and you, you mentioned the Lee family. Um, I think it's LI, is it, I believe, in China. 
and uh, there's a lot of those. I mean, is there, we could argue all day if there's 13 families, eight families, 16 families, the fact of the matter is, um, do they have a pyramid within themselves, be it the Rothschilds and the Rockford, they're up there, and the Lees and other people kind of go down the pyramid, or is that a hard one to kind of work out who gets to do what, or they all have their own separate entities around the world as to what they're controlling? Yeah, that's a good question. I think what I've come across is, you know, when they, when they, when the Holy Roman Empire, when they, when they left Rome and they went to Venice, this is when they established these families, you know, the Bards, the De Medici's, the Lombards, etc., uh, the Savoys, uh, the Algobrandinis, uh, mm. very powerful uh, princes of the Holy Roman Empire. They established kind of this concept of fascism. And I think this is the key to understanding it. People don't really understand what fascism means. I mean, fascism, Mussolini called it the merger of the corporation and the state. And there's a lot of truth to that. It is. You know, for sure, that's part of the meaning. But but beyond that, it's the unification of the bloodlines in kind of this pact. Um, if you look at the symbol, the fasci, the symbol, it, it's what is it? It's a bunch of rods which represent the bloodlines bound together and with an axe at the top, the enforcer, you know, the military wing. So what it signifies is that these families made an agreement that they would protect each other's interests, that really there wouldn't be one more powerful maybe than the other, that they would all just work together in a fascist union and keep at bay, you know, the rest of the non-bloodline people. And I think that that's kind of my understanding of how it works. Um, although I'd have to say, you know, the Habsburgs are definitely one of the most powerful um, that call a lot of shots and, and they sit in the background and nobody really um, notices them. They're the ones that actually have the spear of destiny in their castle in Austria. Um, that's what was used to kill Jesus Christ because, and they hanging on their wall, like a, you know, like a memento, like a good thing. And that they are the people that killed Jesus. Um, they're the people that killed Crazy Horse. They're the people that killed Martin Luther King. They're the people that killed every good person and continue to kill every good person. And they cause all the terrorism. They killed Kennedy in 1963 through the Brinco, uh, Corporation. Uh, Sir William Stephenson was the, the head of that operation for the British uh, MI6, located in Jamaica, Tyndall Compound, worked through RCA Corporation. RCA is a crown corporation. Um, they developed sonar right before the Spanish flu broke out after World War One, and RCA became Serco and General Electric. But RCA was very integral, and David Sarnoff, the CEO, was they were very you know in, integral in the Kennedy hit. So they took out Kennedy. Um, they took out, uh, they did the World Trade Centers, um, bombings, the 9-11 stuff. Um, Securicom was the corporation that had security on the World Trade Center, Twin Towers. They closed down the elevator shafts six weeks before the, you know, the, the attack. And uh, Marvin Bush was CEO and Securicom is a crown agent corporation. Um, owned by the crown. So they, they mined the elevator shafts. That's what they did. That's what, that's how it came down. I mean, they, they, they put, they mined, there was thermite all over the place, you know, and, and that's what happened. They pancaked down because it wasn't the planes that brought them down. It was the elevator shafts. And then of course they put the terrorists on the planes, uh, blame the Muslims, made sure they're on those planes and then sealed the cockpits. Nobody ever got in those cockpits except the pilots and put the things on remote control. They, 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 they turned the transponders off and they flew them fly-by-wire technology from AWACS off the coast and you can't even turn a plane at that angle you can't even fly a plane you know that way 
but they did it with fly-by-wire technology and they just remote controlled these planes in there as a diversion to blame Muslims and to get us into the war on terror, to clearly to take out Gaddafi, to take out Iraq, to take out Afghanistan, reinstate the king. Uh, oh, another family, very important, the Shah family, as in Shah of Iran, who we supported for 50 years, um, as in uh, Zaire Shah, King Zaire Shah, King Zaire Shah in Afghanistan, who we reinstated through the Lloyd Jirga immediately after we invaded uh, and occupied that country and have been for what, 20 years, not we, but they. And the Crown, the Shah family runs the opium. And that's why we're there. We facilitate the Crown opium trade. And, you know, that goes through Turkey, through the Grey Wolves and the KLA, the Kosovo, you know, terrorists that dismembered Yugoslavia and into Europe. But the Crown lived, the Crown runs the, the, the drug trade, clearly. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. There's a, the Habsburgs are very powerful. I'd say the yeah. Bourbons are very powerful. Um, but I think... Um, Increasingly, I think you might see a shift uh, to the East, to Lee family, and to some of these Asian families. Um, and, and they all, but, but really the key to their success is that they all work together. And, and you know. That's what I was going to ask you is, you just mentioned the base, the key to the success is basically all work together. Because I was going to ask that question, because of so many families, so much money and stuff involved, there's an empowerment and control that goes to their heads. Is there any divide between certain families paired off against each other? But you, you answered my next question, so yeah. <laughs> we, we can only hope, you know. <laughs> but you know, when you see stuff like Carrie and Megan, you know, talking about the firm, you know, I like that because you know we don't we don't our platform is limited, right? I mean, we can get to a certain amount of people, but obviously, million hundreds of millions of people watch that. Just to hear that word, the firm, I think hopefully that gets people thinking because that's really what it is. It's a it's a it's a firm. It's an it's a mutual agreement by the bloodlines to to stick together through a fascist system. You know, they are the Nazis. They are the fascists. Um, they have caused all terror and war in this world, financed both sides. Every major calamity this world's ever seen, not natural calamity, has been caused by them, and some even of the so-called natural ones, I suppose. Um, the Rothschilds are interesting. They, they have become a bloodline, part of the crown. They weren't originally, but they've intermarried, um, and, and so did some other Sephardic Jewish families like the Kulobes. Um, but they're actually, you know, they married into, like, for example, the Rothschilds are married with the Algo Brandini family in, in Italy, which is probably the most the crown at first, and then they intermarried with it. Uh, a lot of the Sephardic Jews did that, and then the Rothschilds ended up intermarrying. So they're, they're actually a bloodline family now. They weren't originally. Um, but I used to always kind of get stuck at the Rothschilds and stop there. But I realized, okay, here's the thing about Rothschilds. We're talking about the power structure. Uh, what's Rothschild mean? It means red shield bloodline shield you know so some people get to the level where oh the cia killed kennedy or some people get to the level where oh the israelis they run everything they control everything um not true um they're they're just doing their particular job in their particular place and right now they're on the cusp of the global enslavement project you know through their green passport and they're all things they're doing in israel to their people um and the so-called no, ironic what they answer. call it, it the, also, they call it a freedom it, bracelet as well that they have around yeah, there. Right. I mean, yeah, right. Be, but it doesn't end at the Rothschilds either because the Rothschilds are the red shield. And so they're the last bastion of, of uh, they're the last guard against researchers trying to find out about this crown corporation, you know, and when you get to the Rothschilds, you're supposed to stop too. And I did for a while too. Um, cause I didn't know and I keep learning and I'm always open to learning more and more and more. And I'm always adapting my, you know, my look at things and that's where you should be. And, 
But no, it's not the end. It's, it's, they're the red shield. They're the guards of the bloodline. And so they protect it from scrutiny by taking the extra heat when necessary. So they, so for example, the patent, I got a patent sent to me the other day for coronavirus. Uh, it was a Rothschild patent, 2015, 16, 17, 19, and 20, I think. And it shows that they patented the coronavirus. And sure they did. And, but, but, but you wouldn't see the Habsburg name on that patent. You wouldn't see Queen Elizabeth's name on that patent. You know, you wouldn't see, you know, so there again, they're, they're playing that role that they play. They own Sanofi pharmaceutical company, or they, or they say the Rothschilds own it. But, you know, again, like does a crown corporation own that really? Probably. So they'll take a lot of the heat. They're like gates, but they're like gates on steroids. So you have to, if we're, look, if we're going to free ourselves from slavery, 8,000 years of slavery, 8,000 years of mind control. Yes, this is a more extreme situation we have here for sure, because this is this is serious depopulation like we've never seen, serious mind control like we've never seen, but it's not new either. You know, they, they have mind controlled people. Um, there's, there's people out there that don't need a vaccination to get really stupid, to get really ignorant, to get to, to accept their slavery, not to accept it, but to worship their enslavers, to bow down before the queen, to bow down before the Nephilim crown. That's what we've been taught to do. And the people that make the most sense to me are the Plains Indians in the United States and the Aborigines in Australia. Why? Because they came into contact with these Watikos, these Wendigos, these Archons later than anyone else. And they were definitely not part of the genetic engineering in Samaria. Most people weren't. That's a tiny, you know, bunch of people. That's another thing I think people need to understand is like not all humans were genetically engineered by the Anunnaki. You know, most of us weren't. Some of us were in that region, mostly in the Middle East. But if you look at, you know, the mentality of people in the Middle East and the mentality of people in Europe, and then what happened, you know, they've been, they've been indoctrinated for thousands of years to accept this crown, to accept, yeah, these people on horses with ears coming out to take their crops and just kind of resign to it and then we get america and we have australia and we have you know oh wow especially with america because we're not part of the commonwealth which is the new construct the crown uses to colonize the world they used to just openly colonize it now they the british empire which used to be the holy roman empire which used to be the egyptian pharaohs which used to be the sumerian god kings now they use the commonwealth to screw people over and the saying it's a commonwealth. I mean, of course, I mean, if you look at everything they say is completely a lie. So the commonwealth basically means nobody gets the wealth except us. And but we but we'll call it a commonwealth to sell it. You know, it's just like everything you know, is the, a diversion. Everything's a diversion, like the yeah. Green New Deal. It's oh, it sounds really good. Or, you know, Black Lives Matter, it sounds really good. But you notice with this latest round of, you know, patronizing black people, which is all this is. They don't give a shit about black people. They don't give a shit about the planet. They don't give a shit about women, but they'll tell you all day long they do. And why are they doing that? Because they know people are waking up, becoming more conscious and aware, and they have to sell it. So it's all a sales pitch. All this is just a sales pitch. And you notice they don't use the word equality when they're describing this stuff that's coming, you know, and, and even the World Economic Forum just talking all about it. It's not equality, it's equity. Guess what? Equity is a capitalist term. Equity is what you have in your house or equities on the stock market. So what they're saying is we want to welcome all you black people and women and Indians and into our capitalist fold. And if you'll be a toady and we can hide behind you 
you know, we'll, we'll, you could, we'll be treated really well, but nothing about class, nothing about the ruling class, nothing about the elite, nothing about, you know, rich and poor. We don't want to go there. You know, Jeff Bezos, Amazon, he's, he funds Black Lives Matter, richest man in this country, they say anyway, runs, runs the Washington Post. What happens last week? He's got an Amazon warehouse he's opening up in Birmingham, Alabama. 85% of the, of the workers are black. They're trying to form a union. What's he do? He goes in and he, and he starts uh, billions of dollars into anti-union propaganda films and, and advertising and all kinds of stuff. So when the rubber hits the road, you find out who these guys are. And it's not a big old socialist conspiracy like so many people are confused Follow the about. money trail. Even people I really respect are confused about that. It's, it's a, it, no, no, no. They're going to take us back to the most medieval, most primitive form of capitalism this, this world has ever seen, man, where it literally is going to be people, you know, it's going to be like the Middle Ages with computers because <laughs> the internet ultimately is a weapon which is why I don't care to be on it much anymore. And I'm kind of, they did me a favor when they took my website down and got me out of all that crap because it's all click, 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 track, track, track. Mm -hmm. I mean, the more you click, the more you track, the more you click, the more they know who you are, the more they can bring retribution upon you and social credit you and, and all these things. I mean, so if you're an awake person, limit your internet time. So the internet was created by as DARPAnet. Um, ARPANET, they call it ARPANET, but out of DARPA, Defense Advanced Research Project Administration, the evilest part of the Pentagon, controlled by the Crown. Um, Facebook was also created by the intelligence services. It was LifeLog. It shut down. Very same day, Zuckerberg announces Facebook. You know, LifeLog. Yeah, LifeLog. They're logging your life. Because why? Because big data is the new big oil. And they put it all into the Gates thing in Wuhan. They put it all into this big thing in Utah. Well, the, you know, the NSA has this huge database, and this is going to be used to, to further enslave you, commoditize you. Um, to do that, they have to know everything about it. So pretty soon, it's going to be like kids sitting around. It's already happening. You know, playing video games is why esports is getting real popular. Um, mining Bitcoin, um, programming for Apple, and they'll compete against each other. So we won't be just competing against the Chinese now and, and the Haitians. You know, which is the lowest wages in each hemisphere you can find, which the Rockefeller, you know, Caribbean Development Institute set up in Haiti anyway. And the Rockefellers, and they did the same thing in China. China's not a communist country. I, I've been to China. I asked people, you get free healthcare? No. You get free education? No. Not a communist country at all. It's just, again, it's just a, it's a, it's something to hide behind to bring in this, this form of enslavement. <clears throat> so real socialism would mean, you know, taking out this crown taking them out and owning, not getting handouts, not getting checks, not getting universal basic income, not getting crumbs. No, no, no. We would own the industries. We would own the land. We would have real land reform, for example. You know, who owns the most land in the world? Oh, Queen Elizabeth, you know, 6.4 million acres. Yeah. And so we would disperse that land. Who's the biggest landowner in America? Bill Gates. We would, we would go in and we would have legislation. We'd say, sorry, Gates, uh, I'm going to give 20 acres to Chris, 20 acres to Dean, 20 acres, uh, you know, Everybody that wants it yeah. and they just be smart about it and, you know, make them be productive and they don't have to pay the loans back, whatever, all kinds of ways to do it. But we can't do that because people are too dumb and ideologically, they're really dumb. Um, they've become so right wing and so anti-socialism, so anti-worker, they hate workers, um, the workers that get no respect. 
and uh, and so they, they continue to take us down this this ideological road of of sort of libertarianism, um, which is you know I'm a left libertarian. I guess you'd say stay out of my business. I don't. But what what they do is they use the, you know it's all Cato Institute funded, and so they confuse people. And what libertarian means to them is that they can take liberties with you, and they can inject you with their vaccinations, and they can enslave you, and they can they can just yeah. So liberty is a fine thing, you know. I mean liberty's okay until boom hits my nose, and then your liberty is not okay. So anyway, that's just a little snippet there. But I mean yeah. this is what's going on, and we have to get smart, we have to get wise. Um, and we have to really just focus on this crown because these, these again, uh, okay, let's get into the companies real quick, Chris. I know we're running out of time. Yeah, I know our, our uh, general electric, kind of small, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. General Electric uh, makes the smart meters. Again, I, I just said RCA, you know, General Electric and Serco came out of that. Serco is this huge big data corporation that runs your immigration system in the UK. It was the van that Julian Assange was taken away in, said Circo on it, right? So they obviously have a arrangement with the cops. They run uh, air traffic control all over the world, makes it easy to smuggle drugs. They run the driver's license offices in Canada and the U.S., the veterans affairs offices. They have a contract um, with Health and Human Services. They have contracts with USAID for a lot of the aid, which involves a lot of vaccinations. They have uh, the contract in our patent office, which allows them to go through all the patents, the 5G patents especially, and sort of uh, pass them off to their friends or approve them or not approve them. And Serco, they work with the space programs in Europe. They work with NASA in this country. I mean, they're, they're the biggest company you've never heard of. And everybody should go to Serco's website and just go to history tab and look at their timeline and you'll just be blown away. It's amazing. Um, yeah, Crown Castle, which put up all, most all the cell towers in England um, and, the, and the United States. Um, they're located on Fleet Street City along the Neurocrown Corporation. You have, uh, as I said, Securicom, which did, the, did the, w, the World Trade Center hits. But as far as the 5G rollout, you'll just see all these same players. And the same with the vaccine rollout. I mentioned GSK, I mentioned AstraZeneca, um, mentioned the Purbright Institute, I mentioned Wellcome Trust. These are all crown entities. So it's really just all right there. And all people have to do is have the guts to look at it and just, you know, just have the guts. I mean, you're right. It's just cowardice. Mostly it's just cowardice. Like people just can't even go there because they're so, they've been so conditioned to be cowards. And it's just, we have to stand up, get on our feet and fight. And if we die that way, so be it. You know, like Emiliano Zapata said, it's better to die on your feet than live on your knees, man. And if, yeah. If you want to live on your knees, I guess there's going to be two directions here. There's going to be certain people who that's what they decide. I want to live on my knees the rest of my life. I don't want to mm -hmm. talk about it. I just want to get my vaccine and go back to work and be a slave and live a stupid life. But I think I'm happy, but I'm not. And, and then there's going to be the people that wake up that are enlightened that actually maybe we can learn to, to, to fly again and to shape shift again and plug in the nature again. And we're going to be the savages. We're going to be the, they'll call us savages. They'll call us Luddites. Uh, Biden just called the state of Texas Neanderthals for opening up, taking off masks. That's what they're going to do to us. They're already doing it, of course. But we're actually the people that are that are free and, and that, that that are on the right side here. So we just have to keep hammering and, and, and you know, picking off a few people here, a few people there, at least think about it. And um, I just as appreciate a, as, the opportunity. No, no, no probably because I, I'm the same as yourself. I agree 100%. I mean, people look at this be last year, 2020, now 2021 and going onwards. They feel that... Uh, oh, it's so dark and it's bleak and what can I do with little me and all this kind of a bad analogy and bad outlook on, on things, you know, it's like, 
this is we use the buzzword many times what's a great awakening but it really is this is for humanity to really get off its knees once and for all and say look we can have a choice of ultimate freedom here or ultimate fascism stop enslaving ourselves and going along with this system thinking they're going to feed you a few crumbs and let you back out and then put you back in your cage again next winter because of some variant or some bullshit that it come up come up again of course all bought by you know the gates and the rapture and all these people you you go back into as well and stuff in your books and um, so i mean it's a great opportunity and i think people are a lot of people who are not awake are seeing this as this dark dreary road that there is not an opportunity to see almost there's no light at the end of the tunnel where likes myself and yourself people who are awake for want of a better word are actually saying no this is actually one of the greatest opportunities humanity has ever had now to take it by the scruff of the neck and to drive forward and if who's with us is who's with us and who's not is who's not but uh like we discussed earlier and the stuff before we started was a uh, we just want to be on the right side of humanity and as you say i'm definitely not going to, me and you are and others listening are not going to die on our knees we're going to die standing up and we're going to keep pushing forward and uh with our last breath as to what it is so all we can do and like yourself dean is just keep speaking keep pushing the truth out there i know it's getting harder and harder for you each day because everywhere you put something it's censor 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 it's a and that's that's for a good reason because of the the stuff and this uh this the truth that you speak powerfully like there's not many that's researching in that in depth that you have been for so many decades so and, and the powers that be don't like what you're doing <laughs> no they don't yeah they don't but fuck them and um exactly you know that's the thing so yeah they, i mean this this if this goes on youtube it'll last like a week so make sure you get to see it <laughs> but i don't know where you put all your stuff but yeah, yeah they took my website down just right before covid came out and um and i know that's why because you know we were talking about the crown and yeah. and they're the ones behind it and so you know you have to but, but if we're going to win this battle i'm just i'm always just saying you know we have to take out the head of the snake you know we yeah. can't take off middle management we can't just heap our scorn on fauci and gates as 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 horrible and as cowardly and as gutless minions as they are they're not the head of the snake and we have to identify the head of the snake and then we can go after it and that's what I'm always trying to do is just say, look, man, just forget about all these bit players and minions. Let's just talk about the head of the snake. And it's been here 8,000 years and it's caused a lot of pain and misery and suffering and famines and droughts and wars and terrorism and yeah. bad things. And this is an opportunity. That's right. Because they've, they've overstepped here a little bit, I think. Mm. And, and I think we've got more people coming our way because they were locked down like this and treated like they were and, like, well, how could this be? How could, doesn't make sense to a lot of people in their gut. So, you know, even though they try to keep pounding it on television and, and tell them the big lie, we mm. keep coming back the other way and tell them the truth. And uh, yeah, we just gotta look at this as an opportunity. You're right to, to really expose the, the Nephilim crown that's been running this, this satanic thing that's going on here, nothing mm. less mm. Um, for 8,000 years, man. And, and trying now, to assimilate us like this is that they came over they you know they sent the Watiko settlers over here and they and they and they pretty much you know tried to assimilate native americans they they, they did the slave trade through their east india company they were behind slavery they were behind the indian genocide okay but they did the slave trade now they're trying to assimilate black people into the mainstream here now what they're trying to do is they're trying to assimilate everybody into their Nephilim cult, into their way of doing things, their way of thinking, their cold, steely, lizard brain, scientific dictatorship, which is not science. But but this is what they want. They want people without emotion, without passion. You know, it's like it's like 
Brave New World. You know, watch the movie, read the book. This is exactly it. Take your soma, go to sleep, be happy. Um, don't think about it. Everything's fine, and everything's not fine, and everything won't be fine until we get rid of these uh, these monarchs. You know, the whole thing with monarchy, or patriarchy, or matriarchy, or any kind of archy. What does that mean? Archy, archons. Oh, arching over people. Not good. They created that concept. They created the ideas that divide us, that enslave us. And all these ideas are, are bad. Aristocracy, um, you know, uh, oligarchy, all bad. I'm an anarchist, uh, anarchist, against archy, against anyone overarching me, against anyone, against me overarching anyone else. You know, I don't have the right to tell you what to do, Chris. And nobody has the right to tell me what Vice to person. do either. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we're fighting here is, is not only these bloodlines, but the mentality, the system, all their lies and their bullshit theories. It's a lot, okay? Because look, we've been lied to since we were just right coming out of the, our mamas. You know, we were perfect. God made us, we were perfect. We knew everything. And then instantly we're socialized, we're lied to. First, yeah, by our parents, uh, you know, we love them, but most parents are just really confused. And they just perpetuate the lies. Then we go to school. The teachers perpetuate the lies. And, you know, we hit the Repetition wall. Repetition all the time. You know, yeah. And, yeah. and then on and on and on through our jobs and through, you know, whatever it is, churches, uh, new age religions, any kind of anything. And, and it's just, it's really about, you just have to step out of all of it, all of your brainwashing. You just have to go outside and look at a tree and talk to the tree and talk to the rock and talk to the animal, which you can do and get some bearings and get grounded because the place they're trying to take us is so it's, it's a war on nature. Mm. It's a war on human nature. It's a war on nature, nature. And they want to create a synthetic man, synthetic biology, transhumanism. This is where this all goes, where we are, uh, because they, again, Lucifer is at war with God's creation. That's what it comes all back to the, the bite out of the apple, the logo of Apple computer, the bite out of the apple. When, when, when the serpent came into the garden, tempted Eve with the apple, she took a bite. Um, what does that, what does that symbolize? Well, it's, it's, it symbolizes two things. It symbolizes a sort of a, uh, out of the garden of Eden, out of hunting and gathering, right? Into agriculture, into hard work, into enslavement. Also signifies sort of the tree of knowledge, the biting out of the apple, like, like thinking we know more than we know about things. So then we do things like alchemy, and you know we create bad chemical compounds that kill people or we create you know nuclear fission by dividing atoms to their their bs particle physics theory theory they they just destroy things with that they destroy things um with all of their technology technology and their and their and their science which isn't science it's just destruction it's destruction of everything but, but that bite out of the apple that in the bite it's in a bible there's another crazy story in the Bible, Genesis 6, that's not like that at all. It's like, you know, the first came the, the, the earth and the plants and the animals and the humans. And that all makes sense. And that's the good creation story from the real God, from the real creator. Um, we're here for a reason. But this other thing is also true. The Garden of Eden story is also true, but it's a story of the enslavement by the Anunnaki. That's the way the Bible's a history book, like like any other book. It's you know, well, I'm, I'm not pro or con Bible. I just read it like a history book because I understand that, you know, some of it was probably written by good folks, some of it probably by evil folks. It was well edited at the Council of Nicosia in 300 AD. 
and you know it's been watered down and, and we got a lot of good books taken out but it's a history book and and that in the very first paragraph of the bible it talks about the nephilim you know the sons of the nephilim came to earth to mate with the daughters of man so it's not some whacked out conspiracy theory i mean if you're a christian you should check into the nephilim you know if you're muslim you should check into the jinn if you're a lakota you should check into the witco it's real it's real stuff and it's history and it's just that, you know, this isn't the history that you get taught because they control the presses, they control the textbook companies, they control the education system, obviously everything. So uh, exactly, yeah, people check into it. And, and Dean, just before we finish, just could you give me two minutes on, I know we, we spoke about it earlier, but it was interesting with the, because in your, your book, The Big Oil, um, talking about Pope John Paul II, um, <laughs> I mean, the connection to him, I'm only bringing it up because of the Catholic connection being Irish, I'm not Catholic myself, just want to put it out there, but uh, that's the way I was raised. And um, most people look at this John Paul II as the a sort of God of God when it comes to the actual popes itself. But just if you give us two minutes on it, and I mean the whole IG Farben and all that connection and the, the, the rest, I'll leave it to you for the last two minutes. Sure. Well, yeah, he was Polish and yeah, he was a, a chemical salesman uh, for, to, you know, that sold chemicals to IG Farben the Nazi chemical combines, talking about alchemy again. Um, out of that Ige Farben combine, by the way, it came, uh, you know, Herx, Johnson & Johnson, uh, BASF, you know, a bunch of different chemical companies. Uh, Bayer, Bayer's another one, which now, of course, owns Monsanto. So it's kind of like a big circle, you know, Nazis coming home to roost. So they own it again. They own Monsanto now. Um, but he was also Polish. And at that time, Reagan uh, was president of the United States, Thatcher in England, and they were conspiring to take down the wall and to basically steal half of the Soviet Union and turn it to the West, which they did when they lopped off all the stands in the South and then Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania on this side. They basically stole all that land from what was the Soviet Union and sent Russia into an economic tailspin for, you know, a decade. So, Walensky, this, you know, Pope John Paul II was Polish, and they also were interested in, in him supporting what they called the Solidarity Movement. And the Solidarity Movement, we were supposed to think was awesome. It was a bunch of union guys, you know, and all this stuff. But it was actually funded by um, the white Russian Schlumberger family. Um, and the Schlumberger uh, Oil Corporation, the Schlumberger family, um, was also very instrumental in the Kennedy assassination. But they're the ones that funded, um, as were many uh, very wealthy European families were, were funding that Kennedy assassination. Um, British intelligence carried it out, but it was funded by European fondy, European old money. In other words, crown, you know, aristocracy. Um, but, but so he was Polish and they funded Solidarity and Lech Walesa, who later became a salesman for Pepsi-Cola. <laughs> you know, of course he did. And... Um, then they funded like Radio Free Europe and a lot of other things in Poland. Um, but interestingly about the Catholic Church, you know, one of the things, you know, because Catholic Church takes a lot of heat nowadays and a lot of it's justified. But the reason they take a lot of heat is because they've, you know, there was this split in the 11th century. And at that time, the bankers and the church were working together. And what happened was when they split and they went to Venice, what the bankers do, they, they actually funded the Protestant Reformation and Martin Luther and the Enlightenment and all that stuff that was anti-Catholic. 
And the reason they did it was because the Catholic Church, which I come out of that tradition too, I don't practice either. But the one thing about the Catholic Church that's always been true is that the Catholic doctrine said way back to Peter that who was supposed to be the rock, according to Jesus, that the church built on didn't happen. But there's always said that you have to do good acts to get to heaven. That, you know, that you can't just, uh, you know, you know how these uh, Protestants and now especially the evangelicals are. And they don't really, they're not really interested in good acts. You know, in fact, you know, you have these evangelicals running around America now driving Cadillacs and living in mansions and saying, I deserve this God granted to me. And, and, and I just have to accept Jesus as my savior. You know, that's their whole trip. Well, I don't accept Jesus as my savior because I think Jesus was awesome. Jesus was the way, the truth, and the light. The way, you live nomadic lifestyle with a rucksack. You sleep outside and you move around. That's the way. So hunting and gathering, nomadic. The, the truth, always speak truth to power, including the money changers and the people doing the blood sacrifices. Guess who they were? The tribe of Dan, the Illuminati, the Nephilim. Always shouted them down, Jesus did. And the light, which is just compassion, especially for those that have less than you or, or who are scorned by society. Okay, that's all. But no, they take that and they make Jesus their savior and basically put him back on a cross to die for their sins. You know, how sick is that? It's like a cult. It's like a, it's a sacrifice, a blood sacrifice. They're doing it again. They're doing exactly what he said, don't do. So all these evangelicals and Protestants, that's what they're doing. And so one thing about the Catholics, and that's why they hate the Catholics so bad, is they actually believe you have to do good acts, you know, to get to get to heaven, you know, or whatever. But but uh, it's I just call it the good red road. You follow the good red road. You know, there's a great yeah. mystery. The Lakota call it Wakantanka. Great mystery. It's not male or female. It's not maybe even a person. But they are monotheistic. Uh, Native tribes are monotheistic. They're not polytheistic. That's all a bunch of hippie horse shit. They're, they believe in the great mystery and they don't try to describe it. They're just like, wow, amazing, grateful. And then the animal spirits that come in are, are literally helpers and literally, you know, people that, that, that either help them, sometimes hurt them. Coyote can go either way. Hmm. Uh, the buffalo is better than the Lakota because it fed them. So they actually think it's higher on the chain than them and probably is. Fed us, fed them. Um, we just, we got a lot of stupid stuff that we got to get through, uh, in there, in all different, you know, whether it's religion or politics or economics or, or culture, there's so many lies, um, that, that have been drilled into us and we just have to, to free ourselves. Uh, I would look to the native people, uh, especially of the, the prairies of the United States, because even, you know, even when the Europeans first got to the East coast and the pure, you know, the pilgrims and everything, you know, the, the slaughter began, and that was in the, what, 14th, 15th century. Well, Lakota and Northern Cheyenne and Apache, the tribes in the middle of the country, the tribes that, to me, have the most interesting takes on things, they were isolated. And, and also the Aborigines in Australia, they were isolated from these Watikos for so long that they developed these very... Uh, interesting ways of, of looking at things and and they're the most diametrically opposed to what we are commonly you know learning in, in all these different areas and they would they would just say that yeah i mean we 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 didn't come from heaven we didn't come from the sky you know why are you building all these pyramids to the sky what's with the sky gods well it's enough for them so all these things that 
And even, even the word heaven, we're supposed to want to go to heaven. Why? We're here. We're humans. We belong here. We were born here. We will die here. You know, they believe we, <coughs> we live, excuse me, I believe we live on Turtle Island. Like literally the United States is, is a turtle and we live on its back, you know, and came out of the water. Probably the great flood, you know, that happened that they're talking about. So they don't have anything to do with, uh, they're not, in, you know, they're just not interested in that way of thinking. And and why is it that we are? You know, well, that's why, because, you know, we're supposed to believe that, that God is in heaven, out, out, outer space, <laughs> and outer space gods, you know, like, like uh, what's that Tutsin and Maytal song, you know, like uh, the reggae group. And they're like, looking for a God who comes from outer space. It's like, yeah, that's nowhere, man. Rastafari, you know, Rasta, uh, yeah. far as I can see. It's all about you. You're the, you're the human. You look as far as you can see that's it it's so simple that's 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 reality everything else is just you know diversions distractions divisions hatreds and uh, exactly. we're all one it's a big sacred exactly. hoop. we're all one you know well dean just uh, and final two things is uh just to add to your what you have in your book as well about john uh paul ii the pope himself was the you also talked about him having the, the uh, being the chemical salesman that he was but also the cyanide with the Auschwitz uh, connection, selling cyanide to, oh, yeah. to Auschwitz itself. But look, Dean, I want to thank you for your time today. And I'm going to ask you the question of where can people find you? But I mean, it seems to be getting a harder question every time. Where is there, can they help you, support you, find more of your work? Or yeah, where, where can yeah, you well, check mean, out your you stuff? Know, um, like I said, I really, uh, I got off of Facebook, uh, Twitter, all that stuff years ago. Then they deleted my website, which was left to, and uh, yeah, I mean, best thing, uh, if you want to support me, um, go to Amazon, just type in Dean Henderson, Amazon, my books are there, and people think, ah, oh, Amazon, yeah, they do suck really bad, but if you're a self-publisher, like I am, because I, I couldn't get a publisher to touch any of these books, I tried, plus for the publisher, a traditional publisher, you get 10% royalties. I get 70% royalties on my eBooks and I get 40 on the print books at Amazon. So I actually, I actually work Amazon pretty good. I think I got the better of the arrangement with those guys yeah. and they're selling really good, but um, that's really the only place I am. And then you can also type in Dean Henderson interviews on the internet. Um, I've done that a few times and you can find some of them. And again, like this interview uh, with Chris here, you know, check it out within a week. Cause yeah, they yeah. get going. Yeah, they I'll have it on my website. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't have a website. I'm not going to get a website. Um, I'm interested maybe, you know, collaborating with other people's websites. Uh, but I just don't, I really want to limit my internet time. Um, th there's something coming out of these computers too that makes people stupid. I, well, it's just the formation of the high mind. And we all think the same and say the same things. And even in the conspiracy circles, you're seeing that happening. So there's something real bad coming out of these computers. And, uh, it's 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 ancient high technology and I'm, I'm really just not interested anymore other than just every once in a while i get down here and yeah. flip people's lid hopefully but uh, and and dean is there yeah. any chance of um a future book coming up or is there any chance at all you're going to go back on wordpress of the great stuff you're doing that or is that just no i'm just going to go back to nature possibly do a book and some interviews <laughs> yeah more or less yeah i'm moving more or less that way into the real world i'm, I'm just you know it's all about i think now it's just going to be about preparing for this diversion that's coming of the two different kinds of humans. And um, I think we need to get ready in the real world and just get our stuff together, uh, get an economic base, you know, um, get free. 
don't be on welfare because there's that's or, and, and try not to have a job because the you know these are the things that are going to keep you enslaved in this vaccination perpetual vaccination regime that's coming and um and i also think the computers again are a way to, to to keep people in that matrix um as much as we we like doing good things like this uh most people's time on a computer is wasted time and it benefits the circles of the world because you're just giving them data you're just telling them what you're telling them everything about you so no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go back to wordpress they wouldn't let me anyway that's the second time wordpress has deleted my site you know the first time i rebuilt it a lot of work um and i don't know about a book we'll see um sometimes i have different thoughts uh on that but i really kind of feel like i've said what i need to say honestly chris and uh while i keep track of current events related to this crown control theme this is the theme and i've already said what i need to say and i'm not one of these people that's like, i don't want to be famous okay i got close enough to that that i don't like it there's too many people that just you know they psychophant yeah they they, they they pound you with emails i don't know it's just or they hate you and they want to kill you i, I don't like yeah. fame too much man and yeah, i was close enough to famous okay i'm good oh it's not about my ego. It's not about any of that. It's just, you know, it's about, look, I said what I had to say. And I'm one of these people like, no, I really kind of want to just shift gears and do something else. So I've just been, yeah, I have. I've been hiking a lot in the Black Hills here um, and, and getting out into nature and, and just really trying to get solid, get grounded. And um, yeah, it's, it's just the beginning of this yeah. battle, this latest battle. And, and so we got to get physically fit we got to get mentally fit. We got to get emotionally fit. And I, I really think a computer, spending a lot of time on a computer is, is not conducive to that. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, you've just got the world of information today and the dot connecting, the rabbit holes you went down and everything. It's just been, people are going to have to just probably play it back a couple of times just to pick up on all the actual information you gave out because you do go through a truckload of it, which I love, which is brilliant. And because it puts me off in different directions, stuff I haven't picked up maybe myself as well. So no, I want to thank you for your, your time today. And your, your your contribution to the world over the last couple of decades of just pumping out this kind of material that like the average Joe public is just they'll be lucky if they got to the gates of stuff and figure that stuff even out but you've just went way 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 beyond over decades so uh, and one of the one of the few so no, i appreciate your, your time and, and your knowledge thank you too chris and uh yeah and don't be mistaken i'm just because i'm not on the internet doesn't mean i quit or i'm not in the fight because i'm I, I was born a fighter and i'll be a fighter the day i die so see you in the fema camps <laughs> and, uh, you know <laughs> we'll just keep fighting worry, there I'm, i guess I'll, I'll be reaching out for a part two so watch out for that email coming into maybe in the summertime or so watch out for it <laughs> all right sounds good man thanks so yeah. much chris thanks again dean cheers all the best take all care right. Uh, man. Take care. You've been watching and listening to Mind Wars. Um, please like, share, and subscribe. Until the next episode, see you then.